Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Wake up, America! It's time for the adventures of Pipe Man on W4CY.com, West Palm Beach's number one internet radio station. Here's your host, the Pipe Man. This is the Pipe Man here on the Adventures of Pipe Man W4CY Radio, and I'm excited about our return guest here because there's some badass new music uh, that we're going to talk about. So let's welcome to the show Jimmy from The Lonely Ones. How are you? How you doing, man? Oh, doing amazing. I was just at a festival in California over the weekend, came home, and going to be leaving again on Tuesday, but in the meantime, now I got to prepare for a hurricane. <laughs> uh, busy, huh? I know, right? Never it's, a dull day there. I, I, I know, what like, was it? I was punk in the park. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I saw something about that one. Yeah, and then the, a, a new festival just came out that I just uh, applied for media credentials today. Uh, did you see what? what's it? <laughs> I came. Six, six it's New World. Is that the one? That's the one. You know, I. It's yeah. so new that I couldn't even remember the name of it. I was about to look it up. <laughs> Man, yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's a hell of a lineup. It's it's tough to top that if you're a. If, you know, if you're into that genre, I know, you really right? Can't beat that. You know, it's wild. I don't know if you've noticed recently, but th- this stuff has been popping up because, like, basically, what I'm seeing is people said that this festival is because of the When We Were Young Festival, and the When We Were Young Festival came about because of this other festival that was done before. It's like these, these uh, I don't know, it's almost like a themed festival of uh, bringing people back 
and them freaking out that like uh, <laughs> there's bands playing that they haven't didn't even know was around anymore. Yeah, I think that I think that it's a cool thing to have a very uh, not niche, but like you know, very focused genre festival. So we do have a lot of festivals, and this is great as well. We have a lot of festivals where it really runs the gamut from you know the heaviest of the heavy. You know, I'm talking like you know drop G tune guitars all the way up to you know more like blues rock bands all under the same umbrella. And yeah. while that's cool, I think it's cool to be able to just go to one you know exactly what style of music you're getting you know from noon to 10 p.m all day oh yeah totally and it's like i i call these festivals the nostalgic festivals exactly exactly because <laughs> look at how people are reacting they're all like reacting like oh my god we just went through the worst thing ever the pandemic and look at this this is our gift for it. it's the best thing that ever happened <laughs> Yeah, it's it, and they did the exact same thing with um, when we were young. Fest is like the the yeah. fans of that uh, that genre. I, you know, I was in middle school when a lot of those bands were uh, were you know putting out their you know their their first big singles and whatnot. And the and so now all the people you know roughly my age are really getting that first wave nostalgia kick right from their middle school high school years. And you know I guess you would say it's probably one half generation older is going to be the one for, you know, uh, the sick new world festival, you know, the 2002, 2003 high school kids. And I think, I mean, I think it's really cool, man. I like it. I I dig it too. Cause I dig it because people are so excited about this stuff, you know? And then you have like these resurgence, like look at blink One Eight Two getting back together. Like I, I think these type of festivals kind of prompted that because they're on the when we were young next year. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree a hundred percent. They probably looked and they're like, "Oh, people are still into this." <laughs> well, and I think that you hit the nail on the head is like having people excited, and I, I think that you know the last three three years, whatever it's been, has kind of jaded people against just unbridled, unironic excitement, and. You know, I saw, you know, I'm sure a lot of people saw the kickback against when we were young fest for seemingly no reason, except that people were excited about it. And it was something worth being excited about. And it's been so long since people have been able to just, you know, smile about something or look forward to something without, you know, wondering what the kick is or what the what the catch is. Well, yeah. I mean, that's something fresh for people. I mean, look at it with that lineup and people are now saying it with this lineup, like, ah, oh, no, that's fake. Everybody thought when we were young was going to be fake. You know, I think they, people, some people wanted it to be fake. I, and I, I don't know if that's just bitterness or what. I don't it, it get felt that like at all. We're bending over backwards to make it fake to themselves. Oh my God. What is wrong with people today? It seems like they do that about everything in the world now. It's like, why do people want to be so miserable? I don't get it. You know what? Me, I'd rather get excited about bedroom door. You know what? <laughs> I like that. Right? Yeah, that was a good transition. Let's talk. You like that, huh? See, and, and <laughs> what I definitely want to talk about first and foremost about your new single, Bedroom Door, is I love the fact, but I, I, I love how it was described. I love the fact, because all music should be this way, where people put their own meaning to it, but... It yeah. was pretty funny what Marty said about it because it's like, 
Okay, it can either be sexy and flattering or it could be creepy and predatory. Pick your choice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I guess I, I enjoyed you know, hearing Marty's kind of breakdown of what the lyrics meant because something that I'm usually, for the most part, removed from is the, the lyric writing. Right. And I, I thought that that was a you know, very true, but also, I guess, fresh kind of spin that, you know, it, it, it's not just about one thing. Uh, you know, it, it's case by case. I think that's the key to a good song is not. OK, so every artist is going to write a song that has meaning to them because, you know, that's where it comes from. But the key to a good song is when people listening put their own meaning to it because maybe your meaning won't relate to them, but they look at it and are like, oh, I relate to this based on my meaning. Exactly. The the four of us can only write for us. Right. So, And there's nobody out there that's going to have the same thought process as the four of us. So to write something too, um, too guarded or too gatekept thematically – Who's going to like that? You got to you got to write something that somebody can put their feet into those shoes, even a little bit. Exactly, exactly. They don't even know need to know what it means to you. It, it only matters what it means to them. I think. Yeah, the Beatles were masters at that. They would intentionally write nonsense songs, and people would find their own meaning in them. I know, right? I, you know, it's funny you should mention the Beatles because it. It so amazes me that that band could perform anything in any genre in any way and nobody really got mad at them. Like nowadays bands get get crap for like crossing into another genre or doing whatever. And you didn't have that with people like the Beatles and Elvis who all kind of like went in all different genres. Even the Grateful Dead used to go all over the place. I think part of that is that the Beatles were such, um, you know, they were breaking new ground with yeah. so much of that. There really wasn't pop psychedelia prior to, you know, to their, you know, their run in 1967. Um, so for them to transition that hard into that and then again transition into the, you know, ballady kind of blues rock thing of the, of the White Album and Abbey Road they were always doing it first and I don't always think they did it best, but you can kind of do whatever you want. If you're the first person to do it, that's because true. nobody can even compare it against something. What a great way to put it. Cause that is true. Like if you're first, you're first, you know, cause that, yeah. everybody tries to build on that foundation to make it better. And so that's why you may not be the best because somebody can come around and say, okay, I'll take that and I'll make that better. And in fact, I would almost argue across the board that everything that the Beatles did, somebody else did better. But you can't take away the fact that they did it first almost every time. I'm a much bigger fan of the Stones than the Beatles. You know, if we're going to talk blues rock, you know, in the, the late 60s, 1970 era. But, they, you know, the Stones didn't invent it. The st- the Stones didn't bring it to the masses quite in the way that the Beatles did. There you go. So, so that, since we're on that note, you know, who would you say was your the the one guitarist, if any, that you were like, that's who I want to be like? As a as a player, um, I'd, I'd be a combination of 
Alvin Lee. It'd be Angus Young. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, Flash would fit in there as well. Um, if we're going to go a little more modern, uh, there's a guitar player in a band called Moontooth. Uh, his name's Nick Lee. I'm a big fan of his work. Um, but I try to, you know, try, I try to play guitar from the point of view of an, an emotion I'm trying to put off, not a series of notes or a bend, you know, across this chord and up to the next chord, anything like that. I try to go with a little more attitude and emotion. And for stuff like that, it, it's tough for me to top somebody like uh, Keith Richards, you know, not to keep going back to the stones, but he and Nick Taylor were both, you know, as a pairing, I think as good as anybody's ever been at perfectly putting into words, not literally words, but into sound and emotion. It's funny how you brought up pairing because it is interesting. I think you definitely need a pair when you have a couple people playing guitar. I often look up on stage while I'm at a show, and I'm like in amazement of sometimes musicians that they're either both singing or they're both playing guitar and just like in tune with each other. You know, it, it like it just to me, I'm in awe. I, I think that I think the interplay is the is the most important thing. Um, there's very few people that I really enjoy listening to for just purely what they're doing in a vacuum. Um, Jimmy Page would be one of those guys. I definitely put him at you know towards the top of my list as well. But you know I I can just listen to him play. But everybody else that I'm really into is you know how do they play against the drummer? How do they interact with a rhythm guitar player or a vocalist or a bass player? Um, that's where it gets really interesting to me because it, it really adds so much dimension to playing when you're listening to how it interacts with somebody else. A hundred percent. And then, you know, you have people like in bands in that realm where because of that, you got like the one that's the rhythm guitar player is like the best rhythm guitar player, but the, and the lead guitar player is the best lead guitar player. But they both have their parts, but because they meld together so well, it makes them great together, but also great individually. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, I, I think that I'm in an interesting position in The Lonely Ones for that because I was the bass player for The Lonely Ones until March. And so I was, you know, really lightning focused on the relationship between me as the bass player and Tommy, our drummer and Marty, uh, our rhythm guitar player, also lead vocalist. Um, I really put the least thought into lead guitar before that, because I was kind of far removed from how that, how lead guitar interacted because there right. was that, that bridge of the drums and the rhythm guitar between us. Um, so when I switched over to lead guitar, it was, uh, you know, kind of a total paradigm shift in how I was trying to, uh, you know, stake my claim within the band. But I think it gives us a cool advantage that I'm, you know, I know I've been on both sides of yeah. the fence, both melodically and rhythmically. So I, I intimately know how everybody as a player relates to everybody else, even if I'm not directly in that line. That makes so much sense. And see, now that's why Bedroom Door is such a banger right there. Thank you. So how would people check it out? Like, first of all, how do they all connect to you on social media, all the listeners, and how do they check out not only Bedroom Door, but 
your whole catalog because you know you got a bunch of bangers and uh and also most importantly you know get your merch because artists can't survive without merch yeah man merch is a big thing right now um I'll, I'll tell you, you know, if you're trying to find out where to interact with us or where to listen to our music, if if you've got a, a social media page or you've got a streaming or music, uh, you know, purchasing site that you go to, we're on there. It's, you know, it, it would take me forever to list all the ones we're on, but at this point, distribution makes it quite easy to just be everywhere. Uh, and what, I'm sorry, what else did you ask me there? Oh, merch, merch. Yeah, merch is most important, really, um, you know, barring, actually being on the road and playing in front of people, it's the primary income source. And it's the only income source we can utilize both on the road and off the road. Uh, and for that, we have a, a website, thelonelyones.net. Uh, you go check that out. You can see all of our merch. We have everything top to bottom, head to toe, literally on there. And it's, you know, it's a major help. Even, you know, even buying something small is a, is a huge help to us. Absolutely. I don't think people realize how important it is, especially nowadays, you know, because it's really the only way you survive and give us this great music. And everybody also can check you out. You have a link tree, the lonely ones as well. And then yeah. they'll have to check out your tour dates because you're going on a little run here from 10. Uh, and well, you've been on it since October 21st and you'll be going till uh, December 17th. I think your next one's in uh, Westland, Michigan at the Token Lounge on the 11th. That is correct. Yeah, everything everything for the rest of the year is pretty much Midwest. Um, I don't think we go any further south than Kentucky, but we will be, uh, you know, we'll be hitting the rest of the eastern U.S. early 2023 as well. So if you don't see us before the end of the year, you'll have your opportunity, um, you know, if you're if you're along the coast, I, I lied. We actually are going to be out in the Carolinas. I was going. Uh, I was going to correct you that you're in South Carolina. Yeah. So, I get I get so many of them, man. They they blur together sometimes. Yeah. You're... Um. Outside of that, though, we'll be hitting the rest of the Eastern U.S. come early uh, 2023. Yeah, and so you'll be in Michigan, and then Ohio, Pennsylvania, Ohio again, South Carolina, North Carolina, Ohio again, and then Kentucky. You're like ping ponging off of Ohio. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it makes the most sense routing wise because we all live in Ohio. So it, uh, you know, it's usually nice to, you know, play one on the way home so you're not driving too far in one go. There you go. I love it. Any final words you want to leave the listeners with? Man, just, uh, you know, keep listening to uh, good music. And I hope that you think we fit under that umbrella. Uh, you know, and if you, if you find a band you like, whether it's us or somebody else, you know, stream them, save them, interact with them. Go to their shows, buy a t-shirt. Great words, great music. Thanks again for being on the Adventures of Pipe Man. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Adventures of Pipe Man. On W4CY Radio. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.